Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. We're having our usual walk through the Welsh Hills today. It is a solstice today, special day, and the weather is celebrating it feels and all the little creatures around us. And the bracken is an absolutely glorious hot green. <laughs> so it is a lovely day. And we've just been sitting having our pat lunch on one of our favourite rocks before we progress to the next phase of the day which is our Lao Tzu reading. So we are now on chapter 64 and quite often we don't really look ahead at what the chapter is going to contain but as if by magic and perhaps magically magic on this solstice day it seems to contain the very things that we were talking about or are concerning us at the time. And it does often seem to be like this, but this is very, uh, very apt for our sort of recent conversations. So I quite like this one. So should we have a little read through that and then have a talk about it? Mm-hmm. Chapter 64. When everything is peaceful, don't forget the danger. When things are safe, don't lose your edge. A brittle thing can break easily, and a small thing fragment. So, act before it happens. Order things before chaos breaks out. A great tree, which takes a crowd to span its base, started from being a tiny seed. And the tower nine sections high began in the ground. A journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. To act as if you know it all is catastrophic. And if you try to control it, you will stare into your empty hand. So why is this one? So particularly apt for us today. (laughs) Well, everything here is tremendously peaceful. If you didn't know what was happening in the world or the, uh, the riots, the wars, the, uh, the famines, uh, the, the, the climate disaster that's going (laughs) on and, uh, the, uh, the evil spores of the Tories as they spread their darkness over the land and the many problems which we're already facing but are yet to come. <laughs> if you were here yeah. and you didn't know about any of them things and you hadn't, didn't look at the, anything on the internet and you didn't watch the TV or read the papers or really talk to anyone who was interested in uh, anything outside the realms of Barmouth, you would think that everything was perfect and you were living in an eternal garden of Eden where nothing ever bad <laughs> happened. That's what you'd think. But... It's not the case, is it? <laughs> no. Even though it's just extremely paradisical, you know, where, where, where we walk in there, it's just... It's paradise. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was thinking on the way up here as well. It's like it's... It's hard to find anywhere better than this, really. <laughs> but don't forget the danger, says Lao Tzu. Don't forget the danger, yeah. 
you know don't don't just don't be the um Don't be the one caught unawares. Yeah. Because, you know, well, there is danger. Things are getting mm. worse. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're, not, we're not in danger of becoming a fascist country because we are already a fascist country. But, you know, the news, <laughs> the news can tighten and it is tightening yeah. every day. So the yeah, well, ever-present yeah. danger of that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're probably on five to midnight. Yeah. Or five seconds to midnight on the nuclear thing yeah which is that it's 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 you know the most tense nuclear standoff since the Cuba missile crisis and two seconds to midnight on, on climate which the world's governments are making sort of noises and then doing nothing like they did with COP26 god that fell out the news cycle quick so allowed to advising us, and, and we we could uh, we could justify that advice. You know, we could work out the reasons why that's actually good advice. It, it just seems very commonsensical, especially at a time like this, and presumably a time like the war in states when he was around. He, he, he must have had his mind tuned I suppose in certain directions by his lived experience living in a war fractured country but you'd expect Lao Tzu in some ways to be all about oh, oh well you know take no thought for the morrow yeah. living live in the now because there's very much uh, a sense of like nowness with, with his his meditational approach, you know, it's it's one that might make you think, oh, well, this is a kind of lilies of the field guy, you know. It's, it's, but really, he's taking a kind of bit of an opposite tack from Jesus. You know, and Jesus, in, in some articulations, is construed as, as, as a kind of a proto-Devis teacher, especially, particularly in Sermon on the Mount, you know, behold the lilies of the field. And even Solomon in all his glory is not decked out as one of these, or below, behold the fells of the air, they neither sow nor reap nor store in barns. Yet their Father in heaven feeds them. Take no thought for the morrow, you know. Well, I mean, you can interpret that in very, very many ways. And I think one of which you know, Lao Tzu would go along with, which would be avoid anxiety. And that would apply even in, in this case, where, where, where he's taking this tack of mm, trusting God but tie up your camel, yeah. having this practical awareness of dangers. Because he does Re sort of bring it in at the end, doesn't yeah. he? So like, um, yeah, realising, yeah. realising fully that there, there are unpredictable events, that, that there will be black swan events, however perspicuous you are. However much you meditate, however much you study the world and, and the world's patterns, the world of people, the world of governments, the world of societies, the world of nature, the world of ecology, however much you study the world of physics, however much you study these things, you won't, you won't have it all. You won't have a perfect prediction mechanism. And that, that is kind of true. That is good practical common sense. 
That's why he goes on and says, well, don't think you know everything. And this is in keeping with, with what we talked about last time. It was saying, well, there is, you know, the further you go, the less you know, in a sense. And I think you might say that somewhere. You know, that, that uh, however much we know, and, and he's not against the pursuit of knowledge, I don't think. I think he's very big style in, 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 into the pursuit of knowledge. But with this realisation that we just penetrate deeper and deeper into the mystery. We do find things out. We find concrete things out. Sequence of the human genome. You know, discover the law of uh, inver the inverse square law of gravitational attraction, but still there is more. Still there is more. Still there is more. I mean, somebody like Isaac Newton recognised that, and this great physicist who believed that he was perceiving God's thoughts. You know, the laws of the universe being God's thoughts. But he, what did he say? He said, "Well, I'm like a child on a beach." You know, he said, "I pick up a stone that attracts me, and I look at it." And then I walk along the beach a bit and I find another stone, another attractive stone. And I get entranced by the stone and I study it and I look, it, I look at it from all angles. And I learn, I learn some things about the stone, I give it a good study. And then he goes on and says, but the great ocean of truth lies undiscovered around me. I'm like a child on a beach picking up this pedal and that pebble. But the great ocean of truth remains undiscovered before me you know it's it's, it's like it, it, this is Lao Tzu's sentiment on knowledge mystery and discovery and we, we, we remarked in the last one about the hubris of scientists at the turn of the 19th century the 19th into the 20th century thinking they'd found everything out Lao Tzu warns against that you know against that, you know, basic epistemological hubris. He just warns against it all the time. And I think he's, he's correct. You know. I think maybe modern, modern philosophers, if you ask them about their ontological commitments, at least three quarters of them are probably be still in, you know, in this technological age, in this age of, uh, in which science has come quite a long way since Lao Tzu's day. We would nevertheless find our philosophers saying, well, you know, we don't know everything, maybe we probably can't know everything. You get the odd few who, who, who sort of decide to run with that hubris, you know, and, and think, well, since the universe has a logical structure, it only means for us to refine, refine logic, you know, to, to basically be at the bottom of everything. Lao saying, no, black swans can happen. However clever you think you are, there will be there will be unpredictables. There are known unknowns. <laughs> to quote the infamous man. And there, and there are unknown unknowns. unknowns. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so, so there are. So I mean it, it kind of strikes me as, as good advice, whilst at the same time we, we should be reminded that don't be anxious. This isn't the cause for anxiety. This isn't the source of anxiety. Well, it is the source for anxiety for a lot of people. In some cases, crippling anxiety. But the, the discipline is not to allow it to make you anxious, any of this stuff. Because if you're anxious, the plans that you do make, the stores that you do put in, 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 into, in, in just into the pantry for, for the hard times, the precautions you, t you do take against the a surprise attack, etc., etc., or against a bad harvest. That all of these things, all these sensible precautions, will probably 
you actually probably won't make the most sensible of precautions. If you if you if you're anxious at the time, you know, so and that's what the meditation's for, is to give you the equanimity in the face of life's insecurity and the fact that we do not have complete knowledge, which is a realisation that, that can intensify our insecurities, but led to advising against the anxiety that you might be tempted to entertain once you realise you don't know anything. <laughs> well, we know very little. You take sensible precautions right at the outset and you make the most uh, stable foundations that you can right at the beginning of any project. Yeah. Any project that's to do with our survival and our well-being and our, our material managing of life. So that's what this is, this is about. And I think it's good advice. And trust in God but type your camel. But like Jesus, don't be anxious. Yeah. <laughs> Which of course Lao Tzu tells us many, many, many times about not to uh, not to be anxious. Yeah. Be empty, you know. The it's it's kind of it's 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 in the, the, the it's in the emptiness, you know. The rhino can find no place to pierce its horn. The tiger can find no place for its claw. You know, because there is no place. <laughs> and that's the that's the anti-anxiety recipe, you know. But act before it happens, he that's says. That's right, yeah. Order things before the chaos breaks out. Now I kind of laughed when I read that line, which is just yeah. about say half yeah. an hour ago when we yeah. when we opened this this yeah. page. Yeah. Because I actually did go online and order some things this morning, uh, particularly. Uh, in preparation, for, in preparation for the chaos of yeah. certain things that I know I can't do without. Yeah. Um, so I need to have some in stock. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Lao Tzu saying, yes, there you go, girl. You did the yeah. right thing. Yeah. Yep. But, he's also, right but, but, but he's also saying in this, in, in, in this uh, chapter that <laughs> since you can't know everything, there's quite a good chance you'll miss something yeah. coming down the pike as well. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. So it's give yourself a chance, and it's trusting God type your camel. Give yourself yeah. a chance. Yeah. Give your projects a chance by taking some very fundamental care in the beginning. Don't build a nine-story tower with no foundations. Yeah. Don't build a twenty-story tower and clad it with hyper-inflammable plastic. You know. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, as I was I was doing that this morning, I was also thinking to myself, hmm, kind of do need to do more meditation. And I was thinking about where in the house I'd go and clearing a nice space for myself that would be peaceful and uh, sort of support my uh, aims to do more meditation yeah, yeah. and get a bit more yeah, yeah. peaceful and kind of relax my body a bit more than it yeah, is. Yeah. Well, all of these things, I mean, this is good advice. You know, a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. I mean, this is good advice when you do big projects, projects with many, many steps, many facets. Maybe you've got to co co coordinate people. Think of, think of painting an heroic painting or writing in a heroic treatise or organising a foolproof revolution. All of these things that consist of myriad, myriad, myriad small steps. Some, some of those steps can't be missed out without compromising the whole, without 
without at some later date becoming a, di- a disaster. So it, it's like, uh, so he's, he's offering up a way of working which is sort of careful. And, but also I keep reiterating this non-anxious. To get those steps right you need, your hand needs to be steady. If your hand's shaking, metaphorically, you, you won't... get the required accuracy at least not consistently so it's your good advice but at the same time you know we have to we have to weigh against it the spontaneity that he recommends in various places you know as well it's trusting the very very deep the deep intuition when you don't have knowledge what you're going to do it comes down to how, how good how good are you at fending off the zombies. Fending off the zombies, you know. I mean, how 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 good are your intuitive guesses in situations where you don't have knowledge? There's a thought, you know. So it's very practical, but a, a, a little bit in tension with some of the the other utterances, which is fine. This is where you look. When you find these tensions in a writer like Lao Tzu, this is where you look, you know. So on balance, I would say, yeah, go for it. Um, (laughs) Trusting God, but do tie up your camel. Do tie up your camel. Make sure the knot's pretty good. Maybe kind of research knots before you tie up the camel so that you get the right kind of camel knot that will actually... Secure yeah. the camel properly. But don't get so obsessed with all this that you then become anxious. No. <laughs> don't spend ten years researching knots before you tie up yeah. the camel. Uh, one afternoon on YouTube might do. Just getting a bit distracted because we're seeing an absolutely enormous bird which I think is definitely a red kite because uh, they're the biggest ones round here. It's so big it looks like a pterodactyl or something it's like every time I see one of those it's just like I can't believe how massive they are they're all big aren't they for around here for this this little island yeah so it's in the last stanza that, that Lao Tzu does draw, draw these tensions and paradoxes together into something very neat and I'll quote the last stanza To act as if you know it all is catastrophic. And if you try to control it, you will stare into your empty hand. I think if you try and control it. Mm. So that's the Jesus thing in it, you know. Behold the lilies of the field. Behold the fells of the air. Consider the fells of the air, whatever it is. That's about not trying to control it, you know. Because you might think when you realise that you've got to take preparations, you've got to lay down foundations for the future. You've got to attend to the the, the detail. You've got to sweat the small stuff at the beginning. In life, and having a a certain awareness in life that black swans can can happen. At the same time, you're aware that you don't know everything, which is why the black swans can happen at all. But at the same time, you might think that given this situation that we have to make these preparations, that we can perhaps control everything. We can control the future as he, as, as we, as he turtles towards us. But they just say, no, you can't control it. 
either. So I mean, you, it's, so it's quite it's quite interesting. You're, you're not fooled by your sensible desire to secure the future into thinking that you can control out everything and produce complete and absolute safety and security. You can't. So there's some things to sort of weigh and balance against each other in in this situation. And there is a, there is a sort of a sensible, I keep saying sensible, sound like a conservative, yeah. <laughs> keep saying sensible. There is a um, there is a, a a wise balance between these factors. And you find that point through meditation. I think uh, that's it, I reckon. I don't think I've got much more to say. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I like that one. That's uh, nice, uh, nicely balanced. <laughs> Practically useful. And particularly apt for the day. Anyway, so thanks again, Lao Tzu. And thank you all for coming on this walk with us today. Wish you were here. You'd be, uh, you'd be pretty happy, I think, if you were strolling along by our sides right now. <laughs> anyway, I hope you're all well and we'll speak to you again soon.